So we went from seven pieces of content a week. I did three on YouTube and then I just repurposed the same three on a podcast to 80, 80 content pieces a week. And so this is what happened in those six months. We uh, added 300,000 subscribers on YouTube, 350,000 on TikTok, 150,000 buyers on Amazon for the book, 350,000 followers on Instagram, 100,000 on Twitter, and 400,000 downloads a month on the podcast. And so here's the how. And so this is the content creation model. Welcome to the Think Media Podcast. My name is Heather Torres, the host of this show, where we want to help you build your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high-impact and high-profit online business. We want to welcome you if you are brand new uh, to the show, and also welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If you've not yet subscribed wherever you receive this content, I want to encourage you to do that because we deliver a brand new episode every single Tuesday. So hit the subscribe button. I don't know why I'm holding up a like sign, but hit the subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Well, today's video is brought to you by a brand new free resource that we wanna get in your hands. You can go to 21videotips.com where you can actually get information just like this, like we're doing here on the podcast, but even more. We've got 21 video marketing tips from people like Patrick Bet David, Vanessa Lau, Pat Flynn, and the person on our podcast today is Alex Hermosi. We've got more tips for you from Alex inside of our 21videotips.com. You can get some of the top marketing secrets right now, and they are sharing their best kept business building secrets inside of this resource for you. We also have a downloadable guide that goes along with this free resource so that you can get massive impact today with these video secrets. So go to 21videotips.com to get that free resource right now. Well, today I am giddy because one of the on the rise influencers or entrepreneurs who is actually teaching what he's done, Alex Ramosi, is on today's podcast. We're going to be doing a two-part series with Alex for you here on the show. And today we're talking all about how he was able to grow to over 1 million followers in less than six months, why he decided to go in on content marketing and what the shift was for him as an entrepreneur and how he did it and how he built a team around it. Now, if you've not heard of Alex Hermosi yet from acquisition.com, let me just tell you a little bit about who this entrepreneur is. Alex Hermosi is a first generation Iranian American entrepreneur, investor, philanthropist, and the founder of acquisition.com. That's a portfolio company that does about $100 million a year. He's most known in the online space for his expertise in customer acquisition and monetization through his experience in scaling companies quickly. Alex is one of the fastest growing entrepreneurs on social media right now, and his YouTube channel has over 26 million views where he helps entrepreneurs learn how to get more customers. He's also the best-selling author of the book, $100 Million Offer, and he's the guest on today's show. So grab your pen and paper, lean in to today's episode with Alex Hermosi. So I was telling Sean backstage, I said, my promise to you is that this will be the worst presentation you have ever heard, the best presentation you've ever heard, or somewhere in between. So that is my promise uh, for you guys today. So let's kick some butt. Cool? Let me see. Is my... Oh, let me go back one. There we go. Okay, so I'll just kind of share with you some of the things that I've learned over the last six months. So how I built a million plus organic following in the last six months. Cool? Good news is if you can do it like this, anybody can do it. All right. 
So um, just transparency on this, like I built all my companies off paid ads, affiliates, cold outbound teams, or referrals, and that is usually what I'm asked to speak about. I have never built an organic brand. This is my first time. So <laughs> I just like to get those disclaimers out ahead of time. And so what I have to share may not work for everyone, or in fact be true at all, uh, <laughs> but it worked for me this time. So that's what I'm gonna share, okay? So just take everything with a gigantic grain of salt that I say, all right? Because a lot of you guys are probably better at this stuff than I am, so that's probably you guys here. There's me on the side, <laughs> watching you guys be much better than me at video. And so, without uh, further ado, one million fans, six months in 60 minutes or less. So uh, this morning, I, I don't know if you guys do this, but like morning of, I redo, what's up, Colton? Um, I redo everything again, because I'm like, oh, this is sh I have to redo it all. Uh, and so I broke it into three sections to make more sense. So section one is, why did I do this to begin with? And why you might think it's a good idea too. Uh, two, what and how, and how much? Like, what do we do to actually create that? And then third is observations, because I had no other better heading for it than that. So that's what it is. Okay, so let's rock and roll. So quick backstory, I'm gonna go through this as fast as possible. This is me when I started my business career, sleeping on the floor, I signed my first lease, slept on that floor for the first nine months, was able to uh, get it to that picture on the left in a year, then I opened a new location every six months after that. And then over the next 18 months, I met Layla and we did gym turnarounds, so we basically fly from place to place to place and fill gyms up and but it was a hands-on sales model. I had, at our peak, eight sales guys turn around eight gyms every month. Uh, that became tenuous, logistically, and we we're like, I wonder if there's a better way. And so from there, we packaged our IP for a better gym model into a licensing business. And so we were able to grow uh, Gym Launch, which was a B2B business, to two and a half million bucks a month. Prestige to 1.7 a month, which was B2B to C. That was an affiliate-based business, and it was weight loss and supplements, so e-commerce. Then we scaled Allen to 1.6 million a month, which was B2B to C. Um, and we just recently sold that for 46.2, and we just sold that one last year as well, which I'm not allowed to say the number, but there you go. Um, and uh, then we started acquisition.com, which right now does about 13 million a month, um, which is cool. And, oh, I appreciate it. Um, so, <laughs> that sounded weird. Um, so right now we grow $3 million plus internet businesses into $30 million plus sellable businesses. That's kind of what we do now. And so hopefully you're probably asking this question, which is like, what does this have to do with growing video or growing with video? Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I started making video content with three goals. So number one was to attract uh, internet business owners doing $3 million or more who align with our values. Uh, number two is to help all businesses below our minimum deal size to just grow to the deal size. That was kind of the, the idea. Like, how do I just get everybody who's at a million to three million or 100K to three million, whatever, just get everybody up above that level so we can hopefully work with them. Um, and then three, to create a place where I could document and share the best practices of building world-class companies from my experience. And like, we're not the Elon Musks and the Bezoses and, and all that, but I wish that those guys had documented what they had done. Like how cool would it have been to see like the vlog of Amazon in 1996, right? How sick would that have been? And like every day is like, yep, Almost lost the company today. Like <laughs> six months later, almost lost the company again. 
I, I thought that would have been awesome. So I thought, you know, I didn't, I did a really poor job of documenting everything up to this point. And so I was really committed to like, all right, for this next phase, um, I really want to do a better job of it. So that's the idea. All right, oops. And uh, ironically, uh, when we started doing that, lo and behold, businesses doing $3 million or more um, started reaching out to us, which was awesome, right? Success. So I guess this might have something to do with video. Uh, but believe me when I say that no one is surprised as me about this kind of organic stuff in general because I've never done it before. So we're on this ride together. All right, so here's the goal for the presentation. Give you a few lessons that I've learned to take you from wherever you are to a little closer to wherever you want to go with this presentation. I'm so good at content. There's the little man. Okay, great. So disclaimer, again, never done this. I also didn't want to be famous or known for a very long time. There's me saying I want to be rich, not famous. But several experiences changed my mind, so I'll walk you through this really quickly. So when Kylie, do you remember this when Kylie was announced that she was a billionaire? Well, that's what I felt like that day. Um, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then The Rock, you know, killing it, and then boom, he's got a $2 billion plus uh, tequila brand that he was able to launch off his organic audience. Conor McGregor, $600 million with Proper 12, it's probably grown by since now. Huda, now is a billion dollar brand. And so I can be a little slow sometimes, but I could kind of read the writing on the wall. Uh, so there's the writing on the wall. Um, <laughs> but I didn't want to build an e-commerce brand, because all those were e-commerce physical products brands, and I was like, eh, it's not my vibe. I already did that once, and it's not, like, it's not my favorite of the businesses that we've done. So I still kind of like dragged my feet a little bit. And that's when I heard this guy, nomad capitalist, who like, teaches people to not be US citizens. That's not the point. But um, so you can not pay taxes. But anyways, um, that's when I heard a podcast with this guy. And he was like, oh, yeah, I get about 3,000 applications a month. I was like, holy cannoli. I was like, well, if I had 3,000 applications a month, I would make at least $1 if that were my life. And so I realized it could work for B2B, not just e-commerce stuff. I was like, that's neat. And then I heard Neil Patel was doing 100 million bucks a year doing B2B agency services, all off inbound. I was like, okay, this might make sense. And so again, I still was like, all right, so it does work for B2B, organic stuff works, but I still didn't really want to be famous, that was not my vibe. And so I met up uh, with dear friends of ours, uh, Lisa and Dean Graciosi, and we had a conversation that was kind of the last straw here. So I was like, dude, being famous sounds terrible. He was just telling us about how like, somebody like, showed up his house and threatened his kids, and I was like, that sounds fucking awful. Like, why? No. No, thank you. I'm good. I'll just pass on grass. And so he's like, if getting harassed and attacked is the price I have to pay for the, it's supposed to say impact. Uh, <laughs> that was perfect. Um, for, for the impact that I want to have, then I'd pay that price every time, which totally takes away from the impact of that message. Um, <laughs> but I was like, he's right. You know what I mean? Like he said, if, 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 if that's the price I have to pay to make the impact I want to have, and I pay that price every time. I was like, all right, I need to, I need to stop being a All right. <laughs> so 18 months ago, I started a YouTube channel. Some of you guys may have seen, anybody seen this, the YouTube channel? <laughs> Mosey Nation. Woo. And so I built two expensive studios to launch this thing. Um, I started making three videos a week. Uh, side note, important lesson that I learned on a vacation, uh, that really one did better than my really fancy one, which then taught me that what's inside the content matters more than the wrapper. So for anybody who's like, 
worried about getting started, about making it look right, I don't think it matters. I mean, I think it matters a little bit, but it's 80-20, so focus on the 80. Well, I hope you are enjoying today's session. And I wanted to let you know that if you are loving content like this, then you definitely need to go to 21videotips.com where you can actually get 21 more video marketing tips just like this from industry experts like Patrick Bet David, Vanessa Lau, Pat Flynn, and Alex Hermosi, and so many amazing video marketers of our day. They're sharing their best kept business building secrets inside of this master class and free downloadable guide. So just head over to 21videotips.com to get instant access for free and learn how you can level up your business and brand. That's 21videotips.com. Now let's get back into today's content. All right. And so I continued my very steady growth <laughs> for, for that period of time, which is great. Recommend. Um, but, you know, in the first 12 months, we went from 600 to 70,000 subscribers, which was cool. Um, and so things were going smoothly until one day I had a chat with Grant Cardone about branding. And it reminded me that all the lessons that I'd learned in business applied to all this organic stuff. And so I was on this call with him, and I have the full video on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Um, yeah. He was like, bro. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Uh, <laughs> He was like, bro, pull up your Instagram. And I was like, okay. He's like, pull up my Instagram. He's like, I got 10 times the content as you. 10 times. He's like, bro, it's volume, bro. Volume. And um, I was like, that's deep. Um, and so I was like, you know, I should probably do more, uh, which is a lesson that I have learned over and over and over again in business. And I'll tell you a couple more stories about it later. Uh, but like so many times we're doing the right stuff. We're just doing way, way too little of it. Like, I'll tell you a quick story, which is not on this presentation, but when I started my first gym, I was told that I should put flyers out. And so I went, uh, you know, I'm like really, you know, full of vinegar. I was like, I'm going to go do it. So the business owner told me it was more successful than me, et cetera. And so I went, I put the flyers out, and then like nothing really happened. So I met back up with him a few weeks later, and he was like, hey, how the flyers work? And I was like, uh, you know, I got one guy who called me and said, I up his car. Um, that was it. He's like, well, what was your test size? I was like, hmm? Uh, I was like, well, I mean, I, I put 300 out. And he's like, dude, our test size is 5,000. He's like, that's what we test with. He's like, and then we do 5,000 a day. I was like, oh. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> And so it was just a really good lesson, and that happens with phone calls. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start doing cold calls. You make 10 calls every three days when you're feeling motivated rather than doing 200 dials every day, like it's clockwork, before lunch. You know what I mean? The level of effort difference is not like 2x or 4x. It's like 50x. It's a lot bigger, and most people dramatically underestimate the amount of volume and effort that is required to get to where you wanna go, like dramatically. And so those, I have so many lessons that this repeated, and I was taught yet again in a different sphere that I'm not familiar with that this was true. I'm also wearing the same shirt. Um, <laughs> so I decided to take his advice and dramatically increase the amount of content that we created and how many places we displayed it, right? And so before I tell you, um, who wants to guess how many pieces of content we started putting out weekly after that call? 25, 10,000. Less than that. I would be so much more famous if I put 10,000 out. What was that? 100? 
Good, good guess. So we went from seven pieces of content a week, I did three on YouTube, and then I just repurposed the same three on a podcast, um, to 80, 80 content pieces a week. And for scale, if you remember the first line that I showed you way before, the top of that is that purple line from the first graph I showed you. And so, pretty, pretty cool. And so this is what happened in those six months. We uh, added 300,000 subscribers on YouTube, 7,000 followers on Instagram, still haven't really cracked that one. Uh, 350,000 on TikTok, 150,000 buyers, which is cool, uh, on Amazon for the book, uh, 350,000 followers on Instagram, 100,000 on uh, Twitter, and 400,000 downloads a month on the podcast. Cool, right? So basically a, hundred, a, a million person audience uh, within that six months. And because I'm more of a business guy than I am uh, a quote, influencer creator, uh, this is what I cared about. So the net traffic result for us was web traffic went from basically non-existent to about 100,000 uh, unique clicks a month to the site, just organically. Pretty cool. Uh, number two is the subscribers, so I told you before. And then this is one that's really cool. For Who here runs paid ads? Can I get a... Okay, some of you. Cool. So this, this will resonate with you. So in the businesses that I had, at a $25 CPM, we were getting $2 million a month in exposure for free. Not only not free, we're getting paid to do it. Crazy. Like, I'm, I'm beside myself still because I think it's insane. So the fact that this opportunity exists right now is literal insanity to me. Like, we're getting paid now to market. Like, what a world, right? <laughs> and so the business result from that is that we get about 400 companies a month that apply for acquisition.com uh, so we can help them scale. Um, and in that time period, we grew from $7 million a month to $13 million a month. Um, and disclaimer on that is that part of that was just the, the companies themselves grew, it wasn't like new companies. Um, but still, a lot in six months. And so if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking, well, that's really great for you, Alex, but what about me? Which is why I made section two. <laughs> Which is how and how much, all right? So here's where you come in. All right, so let's start with how much. So just a reminder here in terms of time, I'm not like a creator full-time, so it's like 93.7 is probably the amount of time that I allocate towards this. And so money-wise, this costs me $20,000 a month to do. All right, you can scale this down however you want. I also don't have a tremendous amount of time that I allocate towards it, so I have to compensate with that with money. You could probably do this on your own. I just, I, this is how I do it. So we have a Twitter editor, a YouTube editor, a LinkedIn editor, a podcast editor, and an IG and TikTok editor, all right? Um, and there's two of us, so times two. So it's actually 40,000 a month for the both of us, okay? The amount of time that it takes me is two days uh, per month and four hours per week, uh, and that is, that is what I dedicate towards this. And so, quick recap, I have a daily mind dump, which I'll show you how I do it in a second, because we're going to show you, I'm going to show you the whole model. Um, I do a weekly Twitter review, it takes me like four hours, because Twitter is actually really important to how I do all this stuff, which I'll explain later. And if you guys aren't on Twitter, I actually, it's my favorite platform. But um, we do one day a month of recording, and then uh, for shorts, and then one day a month, uh, it's usually like a half day, I'll do like four to eight YouTube videos, the ones that are direct to camera, and that's it. That's the, that's the jam. So that's the how much. That's, what, that's my investment. That's my cost to do this. And so here's the how. And so this is the content creation model. All right? That's the big visual, and those are the bold bullets. Fantastic. Let's start with the first one. So test, record, inject, contextualize, distribute. So the old way that I used to do content was I would just have this ongoing email thread to myself. I don't know you guys have like notes or like a chain to yourself. Because you probably get ideas, you're in a conversation, oh, I should make a piece of content on that, right? And then you email it to yourself, and that's how I did it for a long time. And the new way is the Twitter way, which 
is uh, being blocked by the thing because it formatted weird. But uh, I post all of those ideas as tweets on Twitter rather than just sending them to myself. And so all of a sudden, what used to be my inbox is actually just my like, tweet thread. All right? And so I tweet about five times a day-ish. Uh, and the nice thing is that Twitter is a very forgiving platform. So it's just like stream of consciousness, and it takes notes. You don't have to pick vid you know, videos or captions. Or I like it because it's just thoughts. Like that's, I love Twitter so much for that reason. And so I'll post this stuff, and I'll be like, okay, those are the ones that people thought were interesting. And then the threads become long format, and the shorts become short format, or the tweets become short format. Pretty simple. Step one. Everyone following with me so long? Yeah! My man. And we feel like they could do that? All right, doable. Yes. Second step is recording, right? Why am I doing both? I realize this because you're like, why do you do short stuff? Um, I was kind of against shorts, and then I realized that I've never actually consumed anything from Gary Vee that's long. But I like Gary Vee a lot. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that worked. So that's why I do both. Uh, <laughs> right? And so I think it's a width and depth thing. I think the shorts give you a lot of breadth. I think the longs give you a lot of depth. Right? And so there's a visual that I put together that took me too long to, to say that same thing. Great. So this is everything that I know about, about how to make content that, quote, goes viral. I watched a long like, interview with Mr. Beast. My big practice of trying to learn stuff is go to the person who's the best at it and listen to them because they've already reorganized the information for you. Hack. Um, and so he's like, listen, all these guys make this all compliment with their tags and the hashtags. And if any of you guys sell that, this is not me offending you. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Remember, big grain of salt. Um, but he said, it's just CTR times watch time. That's it. You got to get people to click, and you got to get people to watch. I was like, OK, that makes sense. He's like, and that's what YouTube wants. They want people to be interested in the content to get the click, and then make sure that the content fulfills the promise of the thumbnail. Cool. I was like, I can do that. And so this is the general format that I've used for the longs, which is like a hook or a question that I'm answering, usually a story that's relevant to answer the question, a framework that I've applied to repeat that process, and then an explanation of why I think it works. And that's it. And if I want to make longer stuff, it's just that process with multiple stories repeating that over and over again. The shorts is a hooker question, a hammer, which for me is my tweet. I put the tweet as the next thing I say because I already know it converts. Um, and then I have an example and an explanation. That's about it. That's Alex's million dollar thing. There we go. Fantastic. And so this is an example. So it was like 28 ways to guarantee poverty or 28 ways to stay poor. Right? So I made this thread, got a lot of shares, cool, 28 rules, reprogram mine to be rich in 22 minutes. So I have to change the, the, you know, the headline and stuff, but the content was identical. I just did it in a video. Right? And then the short ones that do well, it's like, all right, overheard from an ABC, blah, blah, blah. Authenticity is just a fancy word. Boom. I just make a short version of the same thing, just saying the tweet. Does this make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then I upload it. Fancy so far? All right, ta-da. Next one is Inject. So uh, we grew the, the podcast actually recently from like 20,000 a month to 400,000 a month. And a big part of that was just having call to actions. Um, sounds really dumb, but I wasn't doing it. So do it. <laughs> and so the way that we did it was we recorded two versions of each of the call to actions. So like call to actions to other channels, lead medics, share a tag. If you have a lower ticket product, I don't, but like, or you, have, you know, for me, I guess I have a book, it's not any sense. Um, you know, leave a review. Uh, if you want to ask for clients or, you know, send a question, or there's my book there, Grant's time offer. So I would just record two different CTAs for that, and then I just inject them into the content. So this is what it, what it might look like. So it's like you have your CTA one, content, mid-roll, content, uh, end off. Does that make sense? 
So we started doing that with the podcast, and it's, it started to grow a lot. And now we're actually doing it in the rest of the uh, forms of content. So you'll see that from me, uh, because this has been working. Uh, so this is me doing this, walking the talk. All right, the point directions, etc. Okay, contextualize. So anyone seen this one before? Everyone see this like meme that went viral? So it's like everybody kind of appears somewhat differently, even though it's the same person, depending on the setting that you're in. Right, on Facebook you look a certain way, LinkedIn you look a certain way, Tinder you look a certain way. Um, I had a sales guy who uh, was on, this is not relevant at all, um, was on Tinder and, uh, and he would close every one of his dates uh, on buying our supplements. Um, <laughs> so that he could get, he, he was like, it always covered dinner. Um, <laughs> savage. Anyways, um, just, you know, shooters gotta shoot. Okay, so, <laughs> So you have to make this stuff contextual, and so this is what we do. So this is the same video, right? It's that same uh, Navy SEAL video I made earlier, right? So that's a reel, that's a TikTok, and then that's the YouTube short. So it's the same thing, you just, you just make it match the platform, same way you would make your Facebook look different than your Instagram look different than your LinkedIn, etc. As long as you just make it contextual, I think it, it does a lot better. Because have you guys seen people just like take literally the exact same thing and post it on the wrong platform? I just think it just hurts it. And it's just not that much effort to, to make it contextual. All right, last one, distribute. Then we distribute them. All right, so we went from seven times a week to 80 times a week in distribution. That was the result over that six-month period, which was a lot of growth. Awesome. And so we 10x the inputs, and we got 10x the outputs. Surprising. Right? So who here would like 10 times the output? Well, then you can just 10x the input. All right. Good talk. Um, so quick recap. All right. Content creation model, test. First thing you do, make your brain dump into something that's actually generating content. So this, this is net zero time for me. I was doing it, and I just started doing it publicly. Number two is that once I have the stuff that's winning, I record it. I record the threads as longs. I record the tweets as shorts. From there, the team injects the call to action so that I can direct the traffic whatever way I want to direct it, right? Four, and big one on this last injection thing, like, if you don't do this, because I wasn't, it, you, you get all of these impressions and, like, eyeballs and stuff, and you'll get followers, but, like, you don't drive a result, um, which, again, sounds silly that I wasn't doing this, but I told you at the beginning, you guys are better than I am at this. Number four was contextualize it. I just think it works a lot better. And then finally, you, you cut it and increase the volume. Well, that is part one of our two-part series here on the show with Alex Hermosi. We're going to be diving deeper into his observations, that third step that he talked about in today's episode, and that will be coming out very soon. So make sure you are locked in here on the show so that you can get access to that second part and the, all the things that Alex learned from figuring out how to go all in with his content creation. Now, every single week, we love to bring one of our Think Fan members here on the show and say thank you for rating and review this podcast. When you do that over on Apple Podcasts, it helps other entrepreneurs and content creators just like you see that this show is for them. So I want to thank today's reviewer, which is I Fun Chris Channel. Chris says, the Think Media Podcast Review. I learn a lot on YouTube and you're helping me out. 
Thanks for the help to the YouTube creators. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being one of our listeners and for taking the time to rate and review the show. It means the world to us. Now, if you've not left a comment down below on YouTube, I'm gonna encourage you to share your aha moment from this episode. I love to be able to go through, read your comments, and see the value that you're getting from what we're doing here on the podcast. So leave your aha moment down below. I'd love to read it. And thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing. Part two of this series will be coming out shortly. So make sure you're locked in and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.